Hey y'all, welcome to Seducated, the podcast using business, lifestyle, and marketing. Giving you real perspective and inspiration to help feed your entrepreneurial soul. Our podcast is dedicated to helping you succeed in your business through empowerment and growth. And I'm your Seducated host, Sheila Ellis Glasper and the owner of SEG Media Collective. Let's get started. Right. Welcome to another episode of Seducated. I'm so honored to have our guest here. We have Miss Lindy Doe. Uh, she is the owner of Lindy International Beauty Supply and African Braiding, located right here in Manhattan, Kansas. And we are so excited to have her on the show. Uh, she is going to talk about her entrepreneurship journey, how she got into entrepreneurship. She has such an inspiring story um, to inspire us all who are in our entrepreneurship journey and those who are aspiring to be entrepreneurs. We can all definitely learn from Miss Lindy. And so, welcome to the show, Miss Lindy. How are you doing today? I'm doing very good. Thank you, Ms. Sheila. <laughs> I'm so happy to have her on the show. Uh, Ms. Lindy, tell us a little bit about how did you get into entrepreneurship? When, when was that moment that you knew that you were destined to have your own business? Um, I am originally from South Africa. So I came to the U.S. Uh, 2008. So um, at the end of that year, my marriage ended and I found myself homeless. I have two children. Um, I was at the shelter for almost a year. So during that time, I was figuring out what I was going to do because I, w- I was deciding to stay in the U.S. So the only thing I could think about was to do hair because I love doing the hair, and that was the only thing I can offer here. So that's when I began to, to work on my business. That is really awesome. So <laughs> you said that you actually found yourself homeless for a year. Um, yes. How did you go from being homeless with two children to an entrepreneur and business owner? I am a very ambitious woman, so I know that I'm very good in, in, in doing hair, and that was the only thing I can do here, here in the U.S. So you saw a need when you started your beauty supply in, in, in salon here. I was a student at K-State, mm-hmm. and so you know, as a student and being here in, in Manhattan in particular, you feel the need because there weren't very many um, places where we could get our beauty supplies that we're used to with our, you know, different culture, multicultural hair. Um, you were kind of just designated to a little small section in Walmart where they might have a few products, but not everything you need. Or people would have to drive to Junction City or Topeka or Kansas City to get their hair supplies. And then also people were probably doing hair in their kitchen or their mm-hmm. living room in their house somewhere because there weren't any like braiding shops so you yeah. saw a need and you filled the need so uh during the the uh so i so i started the braiding shop only uh in 2010 so during that year i realized there was there was there was a need of a beauty supply store here in the city i have to depend to people to go and buy the hair in junction city then have to do their hair and then sometimes uh, those people were even students. Sometimes they don't even have a right to even go to Junction City. So that was delaying my business. And there was, there was a big need for the beauty supply store. 
So I decided I was going to be the one to make this change and, and uh, open this business. So I worked two years just doing the hair braiding only. And then after that two years, that's when I was able to, to start the beauty supply store. Can you tell, um, you know, the audience just what is your advice to someone who has found them, themselves in a hard spot? Um, a lot of times when people start a business, um, it does sometimes, there's a turning point, you know, in, in their life where they know that they want to do something more, um, but it's hard to, like, get out of that and, like, overcome whatever obstacles they have to actually start the business. So what advice would you have for inspiring entrepreneurs who are just trying, you know, coming up with all the excuses in the world? You had all the excuses in the world mm-hmm. not to start your own business, but you yeah. did. How would you encourage them to overcome those obstacles? Yeah, first of all, you really need to believe in yourself. And uh, you need to to find something that you really like to do. So if you cannot decide what you really like to do, maybe ask your friends what they think you are good at. But if you find yourself want to start a business, do it in something that you really like, because then it's going to become like a hobby. So it's more enjoyable. And the chances of you to be successful is very high, because then you are good at that. But also do a lot of research. Know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of research is uh, believe in yourself. So you don't really need people to believe in what you want to do. But if you believe in yourself and set a goals, you should be able to succeed. It's so simple, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you make it sound so simple. Um, what are some challenges that you encountered? How long have you been in business now? Um, it's over maybe seven to eight years mm-hmm. now. Okay. Over these past seven to eight years, what are some of the challenges um, that you encountered and how did you overcome them? For me, my, the biggest challenges was also um, finances because um, then I started from being homeless, you know, and then um, I, I have a business. So the, the first business that I have was not so much of a challenge because it, 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 uh, it, it was just more labor than more expenses for me to buy things. But when I wanted to start the beauty supply store, I raised money. I learned to save money and uh, I raised money. You have to make sacrifices if you want to really be successful. So, so, so I remember between the two years before I even started the beauty supply store, I even told myself I'm not going to be doing certain shopping. I have a whole year that I've never put my foot in the mall because I know I was going to spend So I was mm-hmm. embarking into a very big saving. So the, the, the challenges that I got, um, I actually thought I was going to get a loan. So I have a very good business plan, and I thought I was going to get a loan. I have a capital that I raised myself, but it was not enough. When I go to the banks, I couldn't get help. I couldn't get, it was a, a very, very challenging thing. Finances was a very, very challenging. But instead of that, I, I look at what I have. I, I told myself, Linda, you already have a business, the, the hair braiding business. Uh, to braid hair so maybe you are gonna produce from there to start this business so it took me longer to to start the beauty supply store because i was depending on on the money from there yeah well that's definitely a big challenge for i think most entrepreneurs that don't have um you know the financial backing from family to be able to raise their startup capital or even being able to get a bank loan 
You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times they, if you don't have uh, any business collateral yet, they want to take your, look at your personal finances mm-hmm. in order to deem you worthy of a loan or not. Yes. Um, I know I've almost gave my right leg for <laughs> an, an arm for uh, a loan. We just fi- took out our first, you know, loan after being in business. It's been three years now. Um, and so it's not easy. It's not easy. To do that. And you said that you saved a lot. Yeah, as well. I learned to save. And the other uh, thing I'm going to talk about saving, I find it very impossible to save through your your checking account that, you know, you get paid. Please open a saving account. You must have a saving account. And maybe you, you, you also do like a 30-day uh, hold that you will not be able to access that money unless you give the 30-day notice. Mostly you are not going to even ask for that because then after you think, oh, I need that money now, but well, I have to wait for 30 days, you're not going to do it. Right. So you'll be able to save. So set some restrictions on yeah. yourself. Saving yes. is impossible through the checking account because you're going to think you have money and you keep spending, spending. If but it's in the account, you'll spend it. You're going to spend it. <laughs> That's so sure. the, the only way I, I was able to save money, I, I was able to save over 25000 from being homeless uh, uh, just to start a business uh, for two years. I was able to have 25000 in my account because I have a saving account and I set up an electronic transfer from my checking account to my saving that every single week I should be transferring this type of money. And that really helped me because I was surprised how I was able to do it. But the only way I see is to set up a saving separate from your checking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In the electronic transfers too. Yeah. Um, then because you are not doing it, then when you want the money, you realize, oh my God, I don't have money on my checking. Mm-hmm. Where did it go? Oh, it went to the saving and then you can't even access it because you have a hold on it. So you know what else? were some of the things that you did? Because I mean, you had to sacrifice. So not having as much income to work with for your expenses, how were you able to lower like maybe some of your expenses so that you were able to to save so much. Yeah, it was really discipline. And if you told yourself you want to achieve something and you are really serious about it, you can do. Because I remember, uh, so when I started my business, I didn't even have a car. So, I mean, coming from Africa, a car was not so much of a big problem for me because then we walk a lot. So, so I started a business uh, almost a year without a car. So I was like thinking, oh my God, it's gonna start snowing and I don't have a car. So I was like, if I have a car now, I'm not going to be able to do one, two, three. So I used to walk a lot. Then towards the end of that year, then I bought a car. My car was like a, you know, this small car, but for 1,200, like a Ford Taurus something. It was, it, it was not like a great car, but something to take me from point one to B. I make my living, so I, I really minimize and told myself I'm, I cannot have this. Uh, after that car, so I started even the beauty supply store with that photo, the car that if you see me, you will not think I have a business because that car, <laughs> the windshield was cracked, but I knew what I wanted to do. I know if I'm going to go and buy a decent car at this moment, I'm not going to be able to even have a beauty supply store. So it was a lot of sacrifices, my living. I was just making sure I have enough to take care of my children and I was not focusing on so many things. Mm-hmm. Then I knew that if I really can manage that, my business is going to be able to buy me a better car in the future. Like now, I drive, I have a lot of cars already. Okay, so all right. <laughs> it is a blessing, but you need to have a big sacrifice if you're going to 
really achieve things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, you're teaching me because, uh, you know, saving is hard, especially when you've got kids, you know what I mean, because they need things too. And so um, that's really that's really great advice, I yeah. think, for any entrepreneur to kind of live below your means so that you are able to mm-hmm. put the money back into the business. What about, like, just you starting a business like you did here in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. There were no other braiding shops here. There were no other, you know, um, beauty supply stores that focused on, you know, multicultural hair. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like kind of breaking into this market um, here in Manhattan where, yes, I guess you could think that it's easy because of that, but then again, you know, mm-hmm. there aren't any businesses like you here. Yeah. So you're kind of standing alone. This type of business is is very different, like the the beauty supply store mostly, because even getting into that business was not easy. Because if you look at this kind of business, is is Korean based business. So the challenges that I have, which I'm glad you asked that question, because um, so when I have the the African uh, just to do the hair only, I wanted to start selling some hair from there. Then when I contacted the, the people, they were like, no, we don't sell for, for salons. We want a, a big place for, you know, just a beauty supply store. So I did my research. So I, I get a place and then also there, when I was ready, it was difficult because they didn't want now to sell me the hair. So because if you are not having the right supplier, you're not going to make it. Because, you know, the supplier, it makes a big difference. So it, it was so challenging there until I... I really get to to even sell me the hair. It was difficult because of the other person in mm-hmm. injunctions. Making yeah. your relationships with your vendors and everything like that. Yeah, it was difficult because when I did the research, uh, by that time in 2012, only 4% of black people own the beauty supply like this. Because the beauty supply is, this type of beauty supply is based Korean. So they actually like to work by each other. Mm-hmm. So it was so challenging. Well, you know, an interesting stat is that, you know, the fastest group of entrepreneurs in our nation right now are black women. Mm-hmm. We're the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs. And um, when it comes to the hair supply and beauty supply, mm-hmm. although we're the ones that are patronizing those businesses, the people that are running and profiting from the businesses Mm -hmm. do not look like us yes so what you're doing is really great because it's keeping it within the community where Mm -hmm. you're in you have that type of hair so you know better how to advise on Mm -hmm. how to use the hair and then not only that now you have the salon where you can install and you know do the hair for them Mm -hmm. so that's really really great um one of the things that you said that really stuck out to me was talking about believing in yourself as an entrepreneur. You said that that was kind of your number one piece of advice that you would give someone. Can you tell us a little bit more about why that's so important to believe in yourself as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I believe if if I wanted to start something, you you yourself as a business person, you need to be able to see your business. I should be able to see that. I don't I don't need to believe like, oh, Missila, do you think I can do that? I sh- you should be able, when you know that you are ready to even start a business, you should be able to see that business. So not even nobody will say even any negative thing that will even change it because then you see, you see this business, this is possible, I can really do this. 
So it's very important when you yourself, you understand your business, mm -hmm. you know within yourself that you are capable of doing this. So it is very important to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Have confidence in yourself that you can do. Mm -hmm. yeah. But how? Because, you know, a so, lot of people struggle struggle with that. And, you know, even myself, like, I see that, you know, if you don't believe in yourself and, and even once you get into the business, like, you can have enough confidence to get into the business. But then when you're in it, then mm -hmm. there's going to be people that talk about, you know, what is she doing over there with that? Yeah, or why is plan. she, why is she doing plan. that? Or, um, or, you know, you start dealing with clients and you might get a bad apple, you know, somebody mm -hmm. that has something negative to say and it can throw you off track. So just how do you kind of overcome mm -hmm. negativity that comes from different areas? You could even get negativity mm -hmm. from your family. Sometimes yes. sometimes mm -hmm. your closest people to you um, may say, well, why are you doing Why don't you just get a job? You know what I'm saying? Because you have struggles as a business owner, and it's mm -hmm. like, well, wouldn't it be easier for you to just get a job instead of doing that? Like, what do you? How do you handle the negativity that you can encounter as an entrepreneur? Yeah, for me, it's like uh, before I can even start. I I have a planning. Like I think you have to really plan. Like when you when you have already decided this is what I'm gonna do. I don't think. Any negativity, I mean, there will be a negativity, even there, there could be negativity, but it's not really going to cha change you. So for my, um, for my situation, me as a, as a, as a, I am a single mother and uh, I am a mother of two and my ex-husband is not really, so I'm just here by myself. So the motivation of, of me keeping going, you know, it's like I, I have to do this. So also I believe in... Um, leaving a legacy for your children. So I really don't believe in waking, yeah. like going to, to a job and then I'm waking Walmart. Or I'm, I don't believe in, in that because then I'm thinking, what am I, go I have bigger goals in life. I want, I want big things. So how do I achieve this if I'm just working a regular job? It's so, it doesn't make really a good sense for me because then I'm thinking, okay, I can only depend on these hours and, you really cannot be so much successful if you are really working with hours because you're really going to run out of those hours. So Trading time for dollars. Yeah, so <laughs> I really believe, believe in yourself and have, have goals. It is impossible even, like let's say each and every year I set for myself a goal. Like in the beginning of the year I set for myself a goal like I want to achieve this. Maybe I want to buy this house. I want to do this. So those goals, I revise them often so I don't forget because if you forget that you're gonna do something, you know, you just live your life, you know, you have money, then you just spend it. But if you have goals, so each and every week, I'm like, oh my God, I have to save certain money like this to achieve this. So I actually, maybe let's say, maybe my goal for this year is to make 50,000 that I'm gonna put a deposit maybe for a house or something. So I'm going to say, okay, how can I get the 50,000? Okay, then I'm gonna divide, how, when do I wanna start even doing the project? So I'm gonna also divide that in a month, how much money should I inject into this project? So I'm, I must be revising that often for me to really reach that goal. But if, if you are not having a goal, it's really impossible. It's so easy to just leave and the year will finish and you don't even have anything. You didn't buy nothing, you didn't do nothing. You were just eating and buying clothes, <laughs> buying stuff. And mm -hmm. it is very, very possible. But yeah. it's important as a businesswoman, you need to set yourself goals. Maybe this year I'm going to save this much for my business. This year I'm going to do this. Is Setting goals is very important just for even anybody, even when you are not in business. 
very true. To even really start a business, it doesn't need so much very educated person or something like that. You need to have your mind. And also, while you are doing business, you need to, to have a very, just very good relationship with your customers. Mm -hmm. Like, as, since I started a business, like, I can tell you, like, every time I'm doing somebody's hair, like, I work with other people sometimes, but every time while I'm doing hair, you know, I, I like to engage with you. I like to know you as a customer. And I try for my best to do the best I can for you. So having a good relationship is like my customers, are, they are, that relationship then started to be friendship. You know what I'm saying? Like we are sisters. We are, yeah. Building uh -huh. a relationship is very, very important. Like for me, I, I, I do have a beauty supply store. So relationship between even the supplier, the people now that supply me the, the, the hair product, is very very important to keep that healthy relationship and also just a healthy relationship with your customers because those people they they make your money like i can't just have a customer that i'm just treating you any kind of way tomorrow you don't come back but when you know you know i think linda she's kind i like to talk to her you know you keep coming you have those consistent customers because you have that relationship yeah so it becomes because this is a small community mm -hmm. so it's is very important that's if you can master just to have a relationship with your customers, with whoever you are supplying, you are doing service to, I think that's very important. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, that's really good. I mean, honestly, what you said about, I mean, there are people that have, you know, MBAs and, you know, masters in business administration. And some of the things that you need to be a successful business owner, they cannot learn it in school. Yeah. Like the self-confidence, um, mm -hmm. believing in yourself portion that you talked about. You do not learn that in school. That's something that mm -hmm. you have to learn in life, you know. Yeah. And if you think you're going to start a business and not be able to believe in yourself, mm -hmm. then the first little rock that gets thrown at you, you're like, oh, I can't yeah, handle it. It's going to stop, you know, because it's pressure sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of stuff that you don't learn in school. You learn the mm -hmm. basics, you know, and a lot yeah. of that stuff you can learn as you're going. I, I have a question, just kind of like, mm -hmm. if you knew, it was, if there was something that you was would be able to advise yourself now that you're wiser after running your business now for, mm -hmm. you know, almost 10 years. Yeah. Um, if there was something that you know now that you would be able to tell Lindy seven years ago when you were first trying to, you know, do your business, what would that piece of advice be? Like in my business, I'm not, I feel like the way I advertise also is also, that one is also a challenging for me. That's what I was thinking. I'm going to talk to you about. Yeah, I'm like, well, we're here. <laughs> we're here. That's what we do. Because I believe, you know, there is people, there is your, you have strength as a person and then you have weaknesses. And for me, you know, I do my advertisement sometimes on Facebook. I'll post something. But I know this is not my this is not my thing. It's your strength. I don't like papers. I, I like working with your hands. labor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't like papers. I don't like to to write anything. So I feel like as far as my business, if if, if I, I would advise you be a, have a, a, somebody that's really good in um, helping you with the advertisement and, and things like that. I think that that's something that uh, if I have it even in the beginning and up to now i've not really have done so much about that well you're strong just... with word of mouth um yeah. you know but word of mouth will only take you so far mm -hmm. you know and i think that 
that is why we do what we do to mm-hmm. be able to help businesses because I think a lot of times people get into business and they forget. They almost forget that advertising and marketing is like the fuel for yeah. your business. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, with a really strong advertising and marketing plan, you know, and actually mm-hmm. executing it, not just mm-hmm. writing it down in your business plan, but actually mm-hmm. executing it and consistently executing it, that will be part of the life uh, and blood of your business because it'll just keep you know, mm-hmm. people coming back. But yeah. I think you've been able to keep your business strong just because mm-hmm. of your your value of customer service and yes. making sure that your clients are happy mm-hmm. and the fact that you're really the only one here. Yes. So not that helps com- not, you too. Not a lot of competition. <laughs> but yes. if you had a competitor that mm-hmm. was stronger yes. in advertising and marketing than mm-hmm. maybe you, then, then that mm-hmm. can make it, mm-hmm. you know, more yes. difficult. You yes. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's interesting that you say that. Um, yeah. So that's really a, a great point. You cannot do everything. You cannot. You just cannot do it. You need help. Take a point and, and really get help. So one of the questions we like to ask um, our guests that come on the show is, like, in your own, you know, personal life as an entrepreneur and what you're doing you're clearly inspiring others just by being here because Mm -hmm. there aren't a lot of business owners in Manhattan that look like you. Yes. So because of you, you Mm -hmm. inspire others. You inspire me. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because it's like, I can see you and I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, she can do it. Mm -hmm. I can do it too. So what, how do you feel like what you're doing, um, as a business owner, us, you know, inspires people or helps to make a change in our community? Yes, that's one of the things also I look at um, that gives me energy to really keep pushing. Because if you look even here in downtown also, we don't have a black business. Like, um, I like to be, you know, to be there. Even like, because I'm looking at the university that we have. Like, we have a lot of students here. Just for, you know, one student walk in and see this kind of business, then just to see like, wow, if this woman, she's black, and she's not even from here. If she can do this, I think I can do something bigger. You know, with my education, I really think I can really do business. It is possible to do business as black. It is possible to do. So it's like my business, I really like to talk to my customer. I talk to a lot of women, um, sort of in encouragement, because my story is, you know, I come from being homeless, and then now I'm a successful businesswoman because I've been doing it for over six, over, over seven years. So just to be here is also an encouragement also to women, like you don't need to, to depend on a man. You don't need to be, you know, made even to be successful because, you know, somebody could think, oh yeah, I can see how she could be successful. You know, she have her husband. Maybe oh yeah, I hear that all the her. time. No, <laughs> like... I'm not, you know, I'm not successful because somebody helped me. Yeah. But God have helped me, yeah. you know, so... I trust God and I believe God has put me here for a reason and I'm here to serve. So my business is also like a ministry because I really talk to a lot of women. I talk because my story is 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 like a really amazes me how have God have really moved from me being from homeless and to start a business and he worked and is still working. Amazing. And I can only thank God. I can only really give God the glory. 
you had some really great things to say and I think it was all so inspiring and we just really appreciate you taking the time out to be on our show and um, thank you to the listeners for listening please uh, definitely subscribe to our podcast if you have not subscribed already Um, definitely follow us on social media at SEG Media Collective you can find all of our information there about not only about the podcast but about our services and until next time